March for Justice? Our whole culture is the problem, not just consent education. Oh, it's not enough to do nothing. It's time for us to do something. I have to admit, I've probably lost my balance on this whole March for Justice movement. Because it is being politically exploited by professional enemies of the Morrison government and conservatives in general, because it is being cynically manipulated to advance Marxist narratives about the struggles between classes, the patriarchy and minorities, I've actually fallen into the trap of reactive commentary. Yeah, I hate feminism and social justice. I hate them because they serve agendas to divide us, to see us as captives to identities defined by immutable traits such as race and gender. The genius of cultural Marxism is that it takes kernels of real injustice and vastly overstates them, blames the other, which is always the perceived powerful class, and then misdiagnoses the solution of total destruction of everything established and proven. Burn the place down. A reflexive response has the danger then of dismissing the real injustice along with the toxic anarchists. But there is a real problem, and although it's not all men, it is all of our modern, pornified culture. While the Labour Party and their activist comrades cry crocodile tears about the rape culture in Parliament and sexual harassment in Australian workplaces, they're deafeningly silent about the pervasive objectification of women in culture. This is what retailer Honey Burdett promoted and aggressively defended in public spaces around Australia in 2017 as their office party line of products. Women barely dressed in obviously sexually provocative lingerie parade like prostitutes in front of their professional colleagues, their peers, their equals, leering men fully clothed in formal suits, pouring champagne over them. Our culture, including so-called advertising standards, say this kind of public message is okay. This behaviour didn't start in Parliament. Politics has always been downstream of culture. Christian doctrine informs anyone who went to Sunday school that humans are tripart beings. We are eternal spirits made in the image of God, full of dignity and worth and purpose. We have a soul, our mind, intellect, emotions. We live in our body. The pre-Christian generation that has never darkened the doors of a church has not just permitted but actively indoctrinated boys and men to see women in particular as little more than flesh to be sexually consumed. While obviously not all men rape or sexually assault women, the vast majority raised since the sexual revolution 60s have approached women with the try-before-you-buy attitude. That bad idea places more initial value on a woman's immediate ability to satisfy a man's appetites than the now novel concepts of mutually sacrificial unconditional commitment, where gentlemen should be chivalrously honouring and deferentially regarding ladies before our own convenience and appetites, women have been instead dehumanised and devalued 
by the gratuitous sexualization of women which saturates Western culture. From storefronts in shopping malls where young children are regularly exposed to three-meter explicit images of women dressed to seduce, to the completely unregulated online world of explicit pornography available with your first access to the internet, our culture unremittingly indoctrinates us to not respect women for the whole person they are. Melinda Tankard Reist, an Australian and really global thought leader, I agree with most of the time and respect all of the time, had this to say recently in a balanced article on abc.net.au. Please read it all. Quote All the best intentions and efforts cannot compete with the world's biggest department of education, pornography. If we don't address pornography's conditioning of boys, which trains them to accept rape myths, that no, in fact, means yes, and which normalizes aggression, coercion, and domination, these girls and all that follow don't stand a chance. The porn industry is a mammoth dispenser of sexualized violence and misogyny. It is the world's most powerful sexual groomer. Boys see girls as something to act out on rather than fully engage with. Of course, we already knew about unhealthy expressions of masculinity, harmful patterns, and too narrow expectations of behavior, but the porn industry takes pre-existing harmful codes of masculinity and entitlement and turbocharges them. Porn is every toxic male power fantasy, polished, scripted, and in high definition, Evans warns. We're looking at a future of far more widespread abuse against women and girls if we don't de-radicalize men now, end quote. Gender quotas, an extra woman in the cabinet and a prime minister for women is hollow virtue signaling which won't change anything ever. Toxic feminist reactions, like the Victorian school bullying boys as young as 12 to apologize on behalf of all men to female students, distract us from the endemic injustice deserving our full attention with their own abusive behaviour. Not only does that not solve the cultural indoctrination of our boys with harmful images of girls, it deliberately inculcates them with harmful images of themselves as predators. The blatantly divisive March for Justice website claims, quote, Australia's dominant patriarchal culture privileges the white, able-bodied, straight and wealthy, end quote. In other words, if you're male, white, healthy, heterosexual and not suffering extreme poverty, you should be apologising for oppressing everyone. Wendy Francis, the Northern Territory and Queensland Director of the Australian Christian Lobby, advocated effective solutions for culture too when she blogged yesterday. Quote, This is an important issue and one that needs to be addressed urgently, but the answer will not be found in sexual consent education, which is the direction state governments around the nation are rushing towards. Consent is said to be a decision to agree to sexual activity that is made with adequate knowledge and understanding of the physical, emotional, spiritual and social risks of engaging in that sexual activity. Can a 12-year-old, 14-year-old, 16-year-old child be expected to have that deep knowledge and understanding? There are many other questions we should consider in this ongoing discussion. For instance, if we teach the concept of consent for children from 12 years old, 
Are we also condoning consensual texting, pornography, and even prostitution? Sadly, the biggest teacher of sexuality today could be pornography. With the rise of the mobile phone, the average age of first exposure to pornography is around 11. Any teaching on sexual consent will surely fail when the diet of pornography teaches that females enjoy degradation and even violence. Is it any wonder that child-on-child abuse is rising significantly? If we are serious about teaching respect, we must teach children about the harms of pornography. In early 2020, the Federal Parliament released a report entitled Protecting the Age of Innocence, highlighting the harms of pornography. The report's recommendations have not been implemented and yet another inquiry has been commenced. We've had enough reports to know the problem. For the sake of our children, we need to see action. End quote. I'm recalibrating my balance. The enemies of Scott Morrison and his government and the March for Justice organisers appear to just be cynical political opportunists exploiting real injustice for personal gain. However, if they want to be taken seriously, they need to diagnose a whole of culture toxicity arising from the public objectification of women and demand full and rapid implementation of the report on protecting our children's innocence, which is currently gathering dust. That is infinitely more effective than so-called consent education, itself a transactional commodification of women. We all need to refuse to allow ourselves to be distracted by divisive grievance activists targeting a single gender as the source of all violence and abuse while conveniently demanding more taxpayer money for feminists. We must refocus our MPs and media on the real problem, the ubiquity of exploiting female sexuality with real solutions, exclusively G-rated ads in public spaces and age-appropriate regulated porn access, as per the average gambling website. The problem isn't consent, it's our whole culture.